Faith, Hope and Love, episode 139, the fifth Sunday in Ordinary Time, Year C. This weekend in the Gospel is a recurring theme. In all of the readings, various people are saying, Lord, I am not worthy. And it's true, we're not worthy. We haven't earned God's love. God gives it to us freely, as a parent loves a child. So this weekend we learn that the answer to our statement, Lord, we are not worthy, is God lovingly saying, I decide whether you're worthy or not, and I call who I feel will do my work. So our response shouldn't be, Lord, I'm not worthy. It should be, as Isaiah says, Here I am, Lord. Send me. This is Faith, Hope and Love. Let us worship God and bow low before the God who made us, for he is the Lord our God. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, and the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Welcome everyone as we come together to celebrate the fifth Sunday in Ordinary Time in Year C. Brothers and sisters, as we come together in Christ, let us pause and reflect upon our sins in order to celebrate the Holy Eucharist. Lord Jesus, you have revealed yourself as the way to the Father. Lord, have mercy. You have poured out on your people the Spirit of Truth. Christ, have mercy. You are the Good Shepherd, leading us to eternal life. Lord, have mercy. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Glory to God in the highest. And on earth peace to people of good will. We praise you, we bless you, we adore you, we glorify you. We give you thanks for your great glory. Lord God, heavenly King, O God Almighty, Lord Jesus Christ, only begotten Son, Lord God, Lamb of God, Son of the Father, you take away the sins of the world, have mercy on us, you take 
take away the sins of the world, receive our prayer. You are seated at the right hand of the Father, have mercy on us. For you alone are the Holy One, you alone are the Let us pray. Keep your family safe, O Lord, with unfailing care, that relying solely on the hope of heavenly grace, they may be defended always by your protection. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, for ever and ever. Amen. A reading from the book of the prophet Isaiah, chapter 6, verses 1 to 2 and 3 to 8. In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord sitting on a throne, high and lofty, and the hem of his robe filled the temple. Seraphs were in attendance above him, each had six wings. And one called to another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. The pivots on the threshold shook at the voices of those who called, and the house filled with smoke. And I said, Woe is me, I am lost, for I am a man of unclean lips, and I live among a people of unclean lips. Yet my eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts, then one of the seraphs flew to me, holding a live coal that had been taken from the altar with a pair of tongs. The seraph touched my mouth with it and said, Now that this has touched your lips, your guilt has departed and your sin is blotted out. Then I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send and who will go for us? And I said, Here am I, send me. The Word of the Lord In the sight of the angels I will sing your praises, Lord. I thank you, Lord, with all my heart. You have heard the words of my mouth. Before the angels I will bless you. I will adore before your holy temple. I thank you for your faithfulness and love, which excel all we ever knew of you. On the day I called, you answered, you increased the strength of my soul. All earth's kings shall thank you when they hear the words of your mouth. They shall sing of the Lord's ways, how great is the glory of the Lord. You stretch out your hand and save me. Your hand will do all things for me. Your love, O Lord, is eternal. Discard not the work of your hands. In the sight of the angels I will sing your praises, Lord.
A reading from the first letter of St. Paul to the Corinthians, chapter 15, verses 1 to 11. I would remind you, brothers and sisters, of the good news that I proclaimed to you, which you in turn received, in which also you stand. This is the good news through which also you are being saved, if you hold firmly to the message that I proclaimed to you, unless you have come to believe in vain. For I handed on to you as of first importance what I in turn had received, that Christ died for our sins in accordance with the Scriptures, and that he was buried, and that he was raised on the third day in accordance with the Scriptures, and that he appeared to Kephas, then to the twelve. Then he appeared to more than five thousand of the brothers and sisters at one time, most of whom are still alive, though some have died. Then he appeared to James, then to all the apostles. Last of all, as to one untimely born, he appeared also to me. For I am the least of the apostles, unfit to be called an apostle, because I persecuted the church of God. But by the grace of God I am what I am, and his grace toward me has not been in vain. On the contrary, I worked harder than any of the apostles though it was not I, but the grace of God that is with me. Whether then it was I or they, so we proclaim, and so you have come to believe. The Word of the Lord Alleluia, Alleluia, Alleluia. Come follow me, says the Lord, and I will make you fishers of my people. Alleluia, Alleluia, Alleluia. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Chapter 5, verses 1 to 11. While Jesus was standing beside the lake of Genesaret, and the crowd were pressing in on him to hear the word of God, he saw two boats there at the shore of the lake. The fishermen had gone out of them and were washing their nets. Jesus got into one of the boats, the one belonging to Simon, and asked him to put out a little way from the shore. Then he sat down and taught the crowds from the boat. When he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, Put out into the deep water, and let down your nets for a catch. Simon answered, Master, we have worked all night long, but have caught nothing. Yet, if you say so, I will let down the nets. When they had done this, they caught so many fish that their nets were beginning to break. So they signalled their partners in the other boat to come and help them. And they came and filled both boats, so that they began to sink. But when Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees, saying, Go away from me, Lord, for I am a sinful man. For Simon Peter and all who were with him were amazed at the catch of fish that they had taken. And so also were James and John, sons of Zebedee, who were partners with Simon. Then Jesus said to Simon, Do not be afraid. From now on you will be catching people. When they had brought their boats to shore, they left everything and followed Jesus. 
the Gospel of the Lord. In the first reading, the prophet Isaiah is called by God. But Isaiah looks at himself and says, I am not worthy. And so in response, God sends an angel to touch Isaiah's lips with a smoking hot ember and tells him that God has now made him worthy. It is God's judgment to deem him worthy of the task he is being assigned, and it is not for Isaiah to second-guess his own usefulness to God. So it's not the place of even the great prophet Isaiah to tell God what he feels he might be worthy of or not worthy of. And in any case, there's a lesson here. It's not all about our efforts and willpower, but rather it's primarily about God's grace. The prophet Isaiah learns this lesson in the first reading, and similarly with St. Peter in today's Gospel. Thank goodness for the early disciples. We look up to these wonderful people, but they're also revealed to be people with weaknesses, foibles, sinfulness, failure, and at times a shocking lack of trust, and even a hesitancy of faith. And at other times they show fear, Sometimes one could even describe it as cowardice. Because of this list of flawed leaders, it reveals how good and wise God is and how utterly dependent we all are on God's grace. It's not so much about us and our effort, but about God's grace. Without God's grace, we can do nothing. God makes use of the humble things we have to offer and transforms them according to God's good purposes. Jesus is not ever saying to us that we should wallow in our sin or use it as an excuse to stay stuck in our old ways. We know we should never say, this is as good as I can be. This is as good as it gets. God wants to remind us that our worthiness is not the issue. Because actually, as many great saints throughout history remind us by their own life stories, none of us is worthy of ourselves. It is God who makes us worthy. We never earn God's love, it is freely given as a generous act of graciousness by our loving God. None of us is worthy without God, except that we are all lovingly created by God and made worthy of God's love by God's own action. It is God who calls us, and God alone who knows what we're capable of. God calls us to fulfil our capabilities. The difference between the saint and the sinner is not their worthiness before God, but rather their determination not to stay stuck in their weaknesses or their own willfulness or limitations, but to put their trust and all their cooperation and openness into God's hands. Then we are transformed into instruments of God's love and grace living, cooperating instruments in the hand of God who is the perfect artist. St. Peter, St. Paul, Isaiah, Jeremiah, King David, Saul, Moses, the list goes on and on. Great people, people who did God's will. But also these same people were at times terribly weak and sinful. Sometimes they even betrayed their calling or resented or doubted it. But nevertheless it was God who called them. God knew them and what they truly could do and held them to that. They trusted in God's wisdom and at times God's mercy and guidance and of course they relied always on God's grace and they achieved enormous things through God. 
Again, we can reflect on our own experiences of weaknesses and sin and forgiveness, both by the Lord or by others. Being forgiven is a humbling experience, but it's one that allows us, like Isaiah, to step forward and volunteer to do God's work. All of us are invited to reflect on our own refusals, big and small, where we at times declined to accept God and his power and grace. God is not there to frighten us, nor to condemn us to be frozen into inaction by our limitations and past sins. Rather, God loves us into being everything God wants us to be. Whenever we accept forgiveness for our weaknesses and failings and put our reliance and cooperation in God's grace, then we're able to be given over to the work of the Lord. As with St. Peter, we can doubt many times. We can even deny. But eventually, when we believe and trust, our lives are transformed into a reflection of God's mercy, God's compassion and graciousness. It would be ridiculous for a pencil to refuse to be taken into the hand of a great artist, claiming that the pencil isn't talented enough to draw a masterpiece. It would be crazy for a pencil to claim credit for the work that was wrought through its important use. Naturally, we know we're not inanimate objects. We're not merely passive objects in God's action. God has lovingly and graciously willed that we will always be conscious helpers, co-workers and cooperators, heirs and family members participating in God's work. But we always keep in mind whose work it is we're doing and guard against the danger of relying too much on our own efforts or focusing too much on our own perceived virtue or going down dead-end paths. And we also avoid the other extreme, inaction, when we're faced with our sins and limitations. Both extremes, which we're called to avoid very carefully, are based on putting ourselves in the centre of things instead of putting God in the centre of things and then assisting in what God is doing. But there's more. Did Jesus learn something from his previous rejection in his hometown? He preached alone and met with utter rejection. The crowd almost killed him. He narrowly escaped being thrown off a cliff. Now he goes and calls followers to join him after fervent prayer and reflection. These people will support him and be company on the journey. And what a hard journey it is that he has ahead of him. He, as always, calls a community around him. Simon Peter experiences a great miracle. In the least expected situation, not in a mountaintop somewhere, but in the ordinariness of his workplace. He experiences this amazing event because he was humble enough to listen to someone telling him how to do the job he knew very well. Our Lord shows him a new and dramatic and different way and the results are huge. That's a timely reminder too. We must connect the gospel to our daily words, actions and priorities or it won't make sense. Secondly, just like the disciples, we need to work together in unity and in community. Like the disciples who were all needed to help haul in that enormous catch of fish. We must always take our cues as best we can discern them from Christ. If it's only about our individual efforts and priorities, our toil may be heavy and could be quite misdirected. 
And we never want to work like slaves on something and find that our struggle was fruitless, like those fishermen who laboured all night and applied all the experience and wisdom of their trade and still caught nothing. But then Jesus asks them, Trust in me. Follow my directions. Do the same activity, but now under Christ's direction, and they catch more than they could possibly hold. Jesus' ways are not the most ordinary, and they're not always the most logical according to the world's way of thinking. However, they are the way of the gospel, and only by following our Lord, which is always the road less travelled, can we hope to bear fruit for Jesus and his good news. Today, let us ask the Lord to deepen our faith and give us the courage to proclaim his marvellous deeds. Let us be able to say, Here I am, Lord. Send me. The Apostles' Creed I believe in God, the Father Almighty, Creator of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died and was buried. He descended into hell. On the third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From there he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and life everlasting. Amen. Coming together as God's people, and having listened to the good news, we now turn to God in heartfelt prayer. That all our church leaders will always listen to the concerns of their people and carry out their ministry with compassion and courage. Lord, hear us. That all Christians may be faithful to the vocation God has called them to follow. Lord, hear us. For all who are struggling and are bowed down at this time, that God will give them strength, particularly through the encouragement of people around them. Lord, hear us. That all who feel rejected may be comforted by the Lord's healing hand. Lord, hear us. That all in our community who feel inadequate will become able, with the support of people of goodwill, to cope with the demands which they experience in life. Lord, hear us. May all who are ill and those who care for them receive healing, strength and peace. Lord, hear us. We pray in thanksgiving for prayers answered and graces received. Lord, hear us. That those who have gone before us may be rewarded with the gift of eternal life, especially those for whom we now pray. Lord, hear us. Bountiful God, we strive to do your will and we experience your forgiveness and mercy. 
Hear the prayers we present through Christ our Lord. Amen. O Lord our God, who once established these created things to sustain us in our frailty, grant, we pray, that they may become for us now the sacrament of eternal life. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is truly right and just, our duty and our salvation, always and everywhere to give you thanks, Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and Eternal God. For you laid the foundations of the world and have arranged the changing of times and seasons. You formed humanity in your own image and set us over the whole world in all its wonder to rule in your name over all you have made and forever to praise you in your mighty works through Christ our Lord. And so with all the angels we praise you as in joyful celebration we acclaim Holy, Holy, Holy Lord, God of hosts, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. At the Saviour's command and formed by divine teaching, we dare to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress, as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Saviour, Jesus Christ. For the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours, now and forever. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not on our sins, but on the faith of your church, and graciously grant her peace and unity, in accordance with your will, who live and reign for ever and ever. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always. Let us offer each other the sign of peace. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be consoled. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall have their fill. Let us pray. O God, who have willed that we be partakers in the one bread and the one chalice, grant us, we pray, so to live, that made one in Christ, we may joyfully bear fruit for the salvation of the world. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. May Almighty God bless you, the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go forth, the Mass is ended.
Faith, Hope and Love, a time of Christian worship and reflection, led by Rev. Paul W. Kelly. Texts are used for the purpose of worship and prayer for listeners wherever you are. The Roman Missal, Prayers and Chants, 3rd edition, copyright 2010, the International Commission on English in the Liturgy. The Bible, New Revised Standard Version, copyright 1989 and 2009, National Council of Churches of Christ, USA. The Psalms, copyright 1963, The Grail, Collins Publisher. Prayers of the Faithful, Robert Borg's Together We Pray, 1993, E.J. Dwyer, Australia. Mass for St. Ralph Sherwin, Jeffrey M. Ostrovsky, featuring the Gloria, copyright 2011, www.ccwatershed.org, forward slash Charbonnel. Faith, Hope and Love, theme, 1 Corinthians 13, 1-13, Original music, copyright 1996, Paul W. Kelly. For more details, please visit homilycatholic.blogspot.com.au Production by Kelly Enterprises Resources. May God bless and keep you.